0: Welcome to Behind the Business Podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing episodes that take you behind the scenes of industry-leading creative small businesses. We'll talk about real life, messy behind the scenes of running a successful creative business in today's world, and hopefully help you combat the perception of perfection within our industry. I hope each episode encourages you to keep showing up imperfectly within your own business and make your own unique impact on this world. Grab a cup of coffee or wine, and let's get right to it. Cheers. I have Allie on today and I am so excited to chat with her. Allie, can you introduce yourself to all of our podcast listeners?
1: Yes, I am so excited to be here. I am Allie Landry. I'm a registered dietitian and owner of a virtual private practice, Make Life Peachy.
0: Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I know. I'm so excited to have you here with us. And can you walk us through a little bit of your business journey and how you got started?
1: Yes. So I became a dietitian in January of 2020. And that was right before COVID hit. So I had just started a new job at a hospital. And once COVID hit, they started cutting pay, cutting hours, and then they started having to furlough people. So I was one of the newest dietitians on. So I was one of the first to get furloughed. And at that time, no hospitals were hiring. I was a new dietitian. I didn't really know what to do, but I did know that one of my dreams was to always own my own private practice and to work one-on-one with clients. I just didn't know if that was the right time. I was a new dietitian. I didn't know how to start a business. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I decided to just go for it. So I just like announced on Instagram and Facebook, Hey guys, I am, I'm a dietitian. I'm accepting one-on-one clients very, very general. And it ended up taking off and I I loved it. I figured out how to start a business and yeah, started scrappy, but made my way here. And I'm so, so happy that it did take off and it's worked out and I love it.
0: Yeah. And I love the what you shared because it's very much so like how I know you as a person. So we met through a mastermind that was all about mindset. And you were always one of the most positive people that came to the table every single week. And even if you were struggling with something specific, like you always had an attitude of kind of like, knowing that you would work it out and that things would be okay. So I super admire that in you. Um, And I wanted to ask you how has keeping like a positive mindset influenced how your business has grown over just the past couple of years? Yeah.
1: So as you probably know, mindset is like everything. Luckily, I I do think I am a naturally more positive, optimistic person, which is really helpful in entrepreneurship. But I do think that starting a business, being an entrepreneur, it's a bumpy ride of ups and downs. So um, having a positive mindset is really helpful, but it's also something that honestly, I think I can struggle with, like just the ups and downs of business, If you feel like you really aligned with a client and they decide not to book with you, it's really hard to not be hard on yourself or think something's wrong with you or you could have done better. When you know in reality it just might not be the right time for them and it might not be a no forever. But um, having a positive mindset is is huge in business to keep you going. And I think that um, maybe that was part of what kind of helped me get started. I think the hardest part of starting business is actually starting and actually putting yourself out there. And so through doing the mindset work and having a positive mindset, I think it's really just believing like, this is possible, and I can do it, and I'll make it through, I'll be okay. It's enough to kind of get you to show up and do the work. And then that's how you just like have to start. Yeah.
0: I love that. That's very true of just like keeping the positive mindset, because there are going to be ups and downs within business, like, no matter which season you're in, it's not like every single day is going to go perfectly. And so that's something that I have also had to, like, really work on and focus on even um, and just be one of the most important things business wise that I could do every single day to, like, make sure that I'm setting myself up for, like, long term success. Um, but I wanted to ask you, um, tell us a little bit about the behind the scenes of your business. So what does day-to-day look like for make like peachy? So I, I'm currently loving my
1: day-to-day schedule. Um, it's right now, Mondays and Fridays are my no call days. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are my call days. And so Mondays are the days that I really dive into creating content. I think I spend most of my time creating content and, client calls. So um, Mondays are my content days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are call days. And then Fridays are kind of my catch up days of like, maybe I do something fun. Maybe I do something behind the scenes that I've been working on a certification, continuing education, all of the things that go on behind the scenes of a business, like Friday is my catch up day. Um, And then something that I try to do daily is like my morning routine, which you probably know a little bit about, but that includes like slow morning, waking up, maybe reading, journaling, visualization, meditation, um, that really helps keep me in that positive mindset and sets me up for a good day. I can tell the difference when I get up, do maybe five or 10 minutes of yoga, journal, prepare for my day. I am so much more productive and feel so much better versus if I just get up and skip my morning routine. So um, yeah, that's kind of what my day to day is like.
0: Yeah, I, I would love to echo that because I have a very similar kind of structure, even though I do work this completely different. And I don't necessarily have a ton of like, coaching calls, but I do have clients. And so Mondays are always like my really big content and like marketing days. But then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is doing client work. And then Friday is kind of the same catch up. And I have to say that even like, just like you mentioned, day to day, if I stick with it and be disciplined and do my morning routine, which is usually it feels really nice. For some reason, it's hard just to start sometimes, I guess, like, it's so easy to be like, oh, I really want to dive right into work first thing. But I have noticed, whenever I take the time to myself, do that, and then start work, I am able to stay a lot more focused throughout the day, like you mentioned, and I don't like, crash at like 5pm, which tends to happen if I just dive right in with before like taking some time for myself almost.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, I really want to wake up and just start. I want to dive in. I have Mm -hmm. my to-do list Mm -hmm. on my mind and the days where I'm like a little bit more disciplined and I'm like, no, let's slow morning. Let's do your morning routine. It I'm more productive. I get more done. If I do like that 30 minute or an hour take that time in the morning versus when I don't, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. You think if I just dive straight into work, I'll be more productive. But often when I take my time to like, do my morning routine and set my mindset up, I do get more done in the day. And then like, during the day, something I love to do between client calls, especially, is just like, get outside, take my dog for a little walk, get some sun. And I find that like re energizes me as well, too.
0: Yeah, I need to be a little bit better about getting more vitamin D and like, Going outside for like breath of fresh air because I have definitely noticed that that is very helpful. I don't do it as much in the winter, and I feel like it definitely affects how I feel. Because in the summer, I'm just like, let me like sit outside on my porch for five minutes. Like that even does the trick for me. So I love that little tidbit for anyone who can take some time in between your workday to like take a break, go outside, um, get some fresh air. But I wanted to ask you, kind of switching gears a little bit. What is one piece of advice that you would give yourself when you first started?
1: When I first started, um, when I first started, it was really crazy. I didn't know what I was doing. It was kind of overwhelming. And then there was uh, my mindset was not as strong. So I think there was a lot more times of like, am I actually cut out for this? Do I actually know what I'm doing? A lot more imposter syndrome. So I think what I would tell myself if I could go back in time is just like, hey, keep going, like you're going to be okay, keep pushing through, you do know what you're doing. So just like little words of encouragement, and that it's okay to start scrappy and improve and learn as you go. I think I definitely did that. Um, mm-hmm. Again, like when I first started, you don't really know what you're doing, but you don't know what you're doing until you start. And then you get to learn and improve as you go. So I think that I would just go back and tell myself like, hey, you know what you're doing and you're going to figure out what you're doing. You know what you're doing from a dietitian standpoint and you're going to figure out what you're doing from a business standpoint. Just keep going and keep pushing through. Like it's all going to work out. So um, yeah, I just go back and give myself some encouragement. Like if you're going to figure this out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I feel like that's super helpful to somebody who's starting out and is maybe having those like feelings or like thoughts of like, am I got out for this? Like, do I have what it takes to like make it? And I want to tell like, every single person you absolutely do I think it really mm-hmm. does like boil down to a mental game and like whether you keep going or if you decide to give it up and like we mentioned at the beginning like there's always ups and downs but like if you keep showing up I feel like things always end up working out so I love that piece of yeah. advice I feel like everyone needs to hear that and take that in even if they're like a seasoned business owner too because I know that now a couple of years in like I, I still have those like thoughts and like those doubts like they don't necessarily ever like go away. I think it's just like a game of like reminding yourself that like over and over and over again.
1: That's exactly what I was thinking. You know, like earlier when we talked about mindset and having a positive mm-hmm. mindset, it's like, I am a gen I'm naturally positive and mm-hmm. it's still something I have to work on and remind myself, especially during the down part of business. Um, mm-hmm. But like, just keep pushing, keep going. You'll make it through. It'll be okay. And you're
0: right. Everyone, everyone can do this. Yes. I love that. Um, One thing that I love, like, I've been watching along and following along with you ever since we met, but I love learning from your reels specifically. Um, Do you have any advice for anyone who is like trying to start making reels related to their own business? Um, Because I know that that's like a big thing right now, but it's also really, really daunting for people. And I feel like you do such an amazing job at it. So like, what is something that you would tell someone who kind of wants to get started? Yeah.
1: So I love reels. I have so much fun making them. They were definitely intimidating, daunting at first, but mm-hmm. now I like they're, they're so easy now. Cause I've done so many of them that it, you just kind of have fun with them and you can batch make them. I don't think that you have to do reels or even have to have an Instagram to have a, a successful business you know but I do think that with content creation right now like reels are only going to help you like reels are the, yeah. of the game right now it's mm-hmm. what Instagram is majorly pushing right now so if you are like wanting to do reels and what's holding you back is fear like just get started I like to think mm-hmm. about reels, people who might be like a little fearful of starting reels I compare it to when I posted my first talking story so, I mm. never thought I was going to talk on my stories. I was like, I'll make an Instagram, I'll post, but I will not talk on my stories mm-hmm. over my dead body.
0: Because um, <laughs> it just feels weird. Yeah.
1: Um, and then eventually I was like, you know what? Like, if I really want to, to do this business and to reach more people and share what I share my message, like, I want to talk on stories.
0: Mm-hmm. And so the
1: first time I did it, I was shaking and I was sweating and I was so nervous. And now when I record talking stories, it's like I record them real quick. I don't even rewatch them before I post them. So like you get more comfortable and it becomes easier as you do it. I think the hardest part is just starting, especially with reels. I think sometimes that it can feel so like intimidating if you don't know how to do it or haven't done one before. I think the stress of the like, I don't know how to do it is often worse than actually just doing it. And so if you can just get started, like find some people whose reels you admire, think would line up with your brand, get some inspiration, make a list of one, three, five reels that you would want to create and like just practice, just get started. And then you'll improve as you go, you know, Um, but it doesn't even have to be like, I think trends are really fun and easy if you can relate those to your business, but it could also just be like putting a tweet or a quote over a really like aesthetic video you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're going to post a tweet anyway, put it into a video and make it a reel and then it might get more traction. So yeah. yeah, you don't have
0: to do them, but I highly recommend them if you're on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's one of those things. And I feel like this is for anything in business. It's like the first time you're going to try anything, it's going to be the hardest, you know, like, just like you mentioned, I have the same experience with like talking on stories. And like, it took me a very long time to get comfortable with those. Um, and same thing, like talking for like YouTube videos, or even like podcasting too. It's like, it's not necessarily always going to come to you naturally at the first try. I'd say one, get started, but also like, don't give up when you're kind of in like that messy middle of like, you've done like, even like your first like two or three, and you're like, geez, this is so hard. Like, that happens to everyone. I tend to like start and like, like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I like better out because I am like, well, this isn't great. This isn't great. Like I could have done this better. Mm-hmm. And I just want to tell people like, don't get discouraged. Like it's a learning process and like, it does take some time, but eventually it's, it's just like picking up like a new skill. It's like, you can always pick up a new skill and you can always get better. It's just a matter of like, kind of like starting and like keeping going, keeping going of starting and going. Nope. (laughs) Keep keep, keep it going. Um, You know,
1: (laughs) I was thinking the same thing, like, you might do your first one and think like, this isn't great. Or like, I want Mm. it to be perfect. Or like perfectionism can really hold people back. Mm. I used to really struggle with perfectionism. And seeing other creators just post has really given me permission to like, just post. So, like, I'll finish a reel and I'll be like, oh, the lighting's a little off or like, oh, I wish I could have redone it and then, like, done this differently. At that point, I'm like, okay, you know what? No one knows it's not perfect except me. And, like, Mm -hmm. done is better than perfect. Like, perfect just will never happen. You'll never post if you're looking for perfect. So, I, like, have really gotten comfortable with just posting imperfect reels or reels Mm -hmm. that I'm not, you know, I don't know. Perfect doesn't even exist, right? Like mm-hmm. it'll just keep you from taking action. So, I would just post and improve as you go. Like there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of reels where I want to re-record it and I'm like, no, yeah. just post. Or talking <laughs> stories too. I want to yeah. re-record it, but once you re-record it like more than 3 times, you're not going to post it. You're going to mm-hmm. sit there and re-record forever. So, yeah, yeah don't overanalyze it. Done is yeah. better than perfect.
0: That's what I always remind myself. I'm like, Done is better than perfect. And like every single thing that I put out there does not have to be perfect. And just kind of like echoing the same things that you said. And it's like, if we keep like looking for that, we'll never post. And it's like doing yourself a disservice, I think, at that point, because you're not able to get your message out as much as you would like. Um, so I had a I had a business mentor who when I first started my business, I used to be really nervous about posting like photography work to my Instagram, like that, that was even before stories were like a thing. And that used to make me really like nervous. And she was like, well, do you want to like take like Instagram as a platform to grow your business seriously? And I was like, well, yeah, like I would love to. And so it was kind of just like, well, okay, if you want kind of like to grow on this platform, it's going to take you doing the uncomfortable thing like a couple of times and like getting better. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And the same is Mm -hmm. true for me. And like, Stories. It took me a really, really long time to get used to stories, and now, just like you mentioned, like now they're super quick. I don't overthink them, um, and I'm like hoping to get to the same point with reels too. Um, so I love this encouragement. I think that it's something that people can kind of like walk away with and hopefully take into the next time that they're creating their content. Um, but I wanted to ask you specifically about. You made a post in January that like really caught my eye, um, and I wanted to ask you about your thoughts around separating your weight um, or your work from your worth. So you do a lot with like body freedom and I know that you, this is a message that you kind of talk about over and over and again, but I wanted you to kind of share that with the podcasting audience.
1: Yes, so that is something I'm really passionate about is that your weight isn't your worth, right? Mm-hmm. And your self-worth is based on your own beliefs about yourself. And Mm -hmm. so you can challenge those old negative beliefs. So what that might look like is like if you step on the scale and then you feel good or bad about yourself, or you feel more or less worthy, like reminding yourself like, Hey, I'm worthy because I'm a human being and I am so much more than my body. And like, here are things that I like about myself that have nothing to do with my body. Like I'm a whole human being and my worth is not in my weight. I'm not less worthy based off of this number that tells me my relationship to gravity, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so the same thing can be said for business, which is probably a little bit harder for me, but it's easy. Whenever I start putting my worth in my business, that's when I'll remind myself like, Hey, what would I tell a client who's putting their worth in their weight? Right? Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of the same thing. You're not more or less worthy based off of how many followers you have, how much Mm -hmm. money you make, or like, whether this business is going good or not, like that doesn't change my worth as a human being, or who I am as a human being. And so um, that's something I I probably have to constantly remind myself as well. So yeah, I'm really big on removing your worth from weight from work too. Um, So yeah, I think that some practical ways to actually do that would be like, one, ditching the scale and instead Mm. focusing on like self-respect and who you are as a person and knowing that you're more than your body. Also like calling out and catching some negative thinking and patterns and and thoughts and beliefs and kind of like noticing them without judging yourself. Like, oh, that's that's a really mean thought to have. And like, that's not actually true. It doesn't align with my value. Or like Mm. when you have a rude thought, um, like I'm not worthy of love because of my weight, or no one would love me because of my weight, or something. Would you say that to your best friend? Would you say that to your child, or a niece, or a nephew? Like, if not, then you probably shouldn't be saying it to yourself. So, kind of recognizing, hey, these are negative beliefs that don't align with my values and what I actually believe, and then replacing it with some sort of affirmation or reframing with a positive, healthy thought, such as, I'm not good or bad based on what the scale says my worth is not in my weight. My worth is not in my work. I am worthy because I'm a human and I am more than my body. I am more than my job. And here are things that I like about myself and I appreciate about myself. I am smart. I am disciplined. I am ambitious. I'm a good dietitian, which is kind of related to work, but um, that's something I'll remind myself every once in a while. So kind of catching and reframing those thoughts and then you know, me, at my standpoint on weight is like moving away from the scale and focusing on helpful behaviors instead that align with your values.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so easy to kind of like, let those thoughts be there without like, sometimes you don't even notice them, I think until you hear someone say this of like, hey, like for the next day, the next 24 hours, like, like, be conscious of the thoughts that you're having because I feel like there's sometimes they're so quick and like instantaneous, and we're so used to them that they don't strike us as like mean or judgmental because that's kind of just like the narrative we've had going for so long. So I'd really encourage people to just like monitor them for like 24 hours, see what comes up because I feel like that's the first kind of step into reframing those so that they're a little bit more empowering and encouraging. But this was yeah. so so helpful i have loved all of the advice that you have shared with everyone on the podcast here um where can people find you online
1: so i am make life peachy on instagram with underscores between the words Mm -hmm. um i'm also on tiktok i think it's just at make life peachy but definitely follow me on instagram that's where i post most of my things check me out on Mm -hmm. tiktok um I'm posting on Twitter, but I'm not a
0: big Twitter person. I'm just
1: doing my best. And then you can also find me at makelikepeachy.com. All
0: right. I love that. Allie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was such a wonderful time having you. Of course. Thank you for having me. If you're loving this episode, I would love for you to swipe a page or two out of my free resources library. I have a free class all on the systems you need to quickly grow your photography business. I cover three key systems that you need in place to be able to grow your business and triple your wedding bookings and go full time in less than one year. I also have another quick little freebie just for you. I am letting you swipe my booked wedding client questionnaire. If you're loving this episode, I would love for you to swipe a page or two out of my free resources library. I have a free class all on the systems you need to quickly grow your photography business. I cover three key systems that you need in place to be able to grow your business and triple your wedding bookings and go full-time in less than one year. I also have another quick little freebie just for you. I am letting you swipe my booked wedding client questionnaire. Um, Whenever I have a wedding client book, I always do a little happy dance and then personalize their client experience with this questionnaire. It gets me all of the details that I need right up front, right when they book. And sets me up not only to figure out what sets me apart from other people in the market, um, figure out more details about them and personalize their wedding experience and help start planning out their engagement session and more. Be sure to go to ManaliPhotography.com or see the show notes to grab either one of these two freebies and I can't wait to see how it helps you grow your business. Whenever I have a wedding client book, I always do a little happy dance and then personalize their client experience with this questionnaire, it gets me all of the details that I need right up front, right when they book and it sets me up not only to figure out what sets me apart from other people in the market, figure out more details about them and personalize their wedding experience and help start planning out their engagement session and more. Be sure to go to ManaliPhotography.com or see the show notes to grab either one of these two freebies and I can't wait to see how it helps you grow your business.